Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today we got a really cool setup because we're also able to video our podcast. Uh, It's a new thing we're trying for social media. I'm too old to understand it, but my team does. Today we have a guest speaker who, again, always graces us with her beauty and brains. Um, Former Miss Washington USA of 2022, Mazzy Eckel is here with us. And I've just, she's... Not only is she one of our guest speakers, but she's just been coming here uh, pretty regularly. So it doesn't feel like you're a guest anymore. No, not anymore. I'm just, I'm like, a. (laughs) you know, the, you know, the routine, you come in, you know where you sit. Yes. I'm low key. Like once in a while, I'm a guest host once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's always so wonderful for you to come in and just be raw and honest with us. I think Mm -hmm. that's what people really gravitate towards your episodes about just your struggles, but you know, it's peeling back those layers and this this continuation of an honest conversation about your struggles with just understanding food and being in the pageant world, all mm-hmm. of that and the complexity that comes with that is really, really interesting for our listeners. So thank you for coming back. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. I reached out because I think the last time we spoke, I wasn't even Miss Washington yet. I was yes. still... Miss Capitol Hill, I believe, mm-hmm. 2022 or something. Yes. And then I think I won Miss Washington USA close after that and mm-hmm. then I I came back for some recording thing with Alejandra mm-hmm. and then I haven't seen you guys in so long so I know. went yeah. to Miss USA and now I'm back yeah well tell us a little bit about that experience I know we got to catch up a little bit before we started recording but can you tell our listeners like what was the feeling on stage was it surreal when you won how did your fans and your family reacted to it how was that? It was fantastic. It was everything that I thought it was going to be and more. I am a huge person about manifestation and really speaking what you want to an existence. So yeah. before Miss Miss Washington, I was always saying my name out loud, like mm-hmm. Masiakal, Miss Washington. Yet. Like just, I would say that just <laughs> yeah. so I can just kind of get into the rhythm. And so mm-hmm. when I was on stage, I was like looking down, I was holding the girl's hands next to me. We didn't have a top five. We had a top eight. So there's eight of us up oh, there. Oh, wow. Okay. And so they were calling the fourth fourth runner-up, third runner-up, second runner-up, and that's what I placed beforehand. So once I passed second runner-up, I was like, huh, I think I might have, I think that might be me. I think I might have won. Yeah. And I also was very, very, uh, I had a great answer for my top eight answer. It was about the COVID-19 vaccine, and I kind of just talked about it and talked about what I thought from a political stance, Mm -hmm. and I just felt very proud of it. So Mm -hmm. I was, I left the stage feeling amazing and thinking that, hey, this might be me. So when I was called, it wasn't a shock to me. It was like, I was fulfilling the thing I was thinking about past few months, yeah. and it was 
it was really amazing. It was the first time in my life where I achieved something that I really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's things I've done that I've gotten and I've felt very proud of myself, but this was what my first, my thing, Mm -hmm. like my Mm -hmm. milestone, my accomplishment. I had help. It was at at the end of the day, it was always me working hard and I felt very, very, very accomplished. Oh, your family must be so proud. Yeah, they they were really, they were really loving it. My grandmother, she is a former actress and she was, will tell everyone she's super dramatic. She was obsessed with it. (laughs) Yeah. Walk us through that process a little bit from the start of the pageant to the end of it. Did you get to eat? Yes, I did. But my stomach was in knots though. So I was, I had a bunch of food, but- it was really, really difficult to eat, to be honest. My stomach yeah. was in knots. I didn't okay. really sleep that much. Yeah. My family brought me a bunch of snacks and like tuna and yeah. granola <laughs> bars and like food and croissants and stuff like that. And I, yeah. all I could do is literally just like munch on it because mm-hmm. I was so in knots in my stomach. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really, really important during those weeks to just really fuel your body as best you can because you yeah. have to rely on that. Right. right. You have to rely on your body. Right, right. How was that culture like in that moment of competition when it came to food and nutrition? Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of talk about like, did the pageant kind of world go like, everybody remember to eat? You know, we don't want you to pass out on stage or yes, something like that. definitely like that. Okay. I think it's definitely different from Miss Washington and Miss USA because Miss Washington is not as high stakes as mm-hmm. it is on the national stage. Mm-hmm. So we were definitely reminded eat like, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. make sure you are feeling fulfilled. But at Miss USA, it was a little bit slightly different where it was not like anyone was ever pressuring us to not eat or anything. Mm-hmm. We had food all the time. We had food, three meals a day. We had everything, cookies, mm-hmm. you name it. Mm-hmm. But it just was a national competition. So us as women, I think we were more hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We were very much like depleted, all 51 of us contestants. By the wow. time finals nights came, like even post, all of us are like, yeah, like we were losing weight left and right because of how rigorous wow. we were being worked from dancing to training, to everything those 10 days we were at Nationals. So wow. as a whole whole different world, to be honest, between Miss Washington, Miss USA. And I don't want to blame any pageants or anyone. No one sure. has ever said anything yeah. about weight or you need to be like this. It's kind of just like the culture that makes us think that we have to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you feel like you have to be on all the time. Have to be on, have to look perfect. There's fans watching us. Yeah. So there's a lot of added pressure with body image. And I think as I want to talk about with this conversation is that I think I actually push myself too much for Miss USA. Mm, I think okay. as a leader, I would like to show when I was at not fault, but my shortcomings. Be aware okay. of that. I think one of the things I did not do a service to myself was push myself too much in the fitness and under eating category and kind of falling back into the bad habits of mm. an eating disorder for Miss USA. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in my mind, it was like, I'm competing. It doesn't matter if I'm not eating that much. I'm on this strict meal plan. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter because I'm reaching this goal. But then it does matter. You can't just hide that subconscious feeling of like yeah. what you're actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's really I love you for that <laughs> because because, you know, we we have this persona about the pageant world. Yeah. We have these stereotypes about women that go into these pageant worlds. You guys have you guys have everything kind of like your plates are spinning and mm-hmm. they're all spinning in the right direction and it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and for you to be so vulnerable and raw with us about like, no, it was really difficult and I had I incorporate some bad habits that I mm-hmm. shouldn't have oh, yeah. or or something like that. That makes it much more realistic 
to us. Like I we think can just like being checking yourselves, especially for women who want to compete in pageants, knowing mm-hmm. that you're not just perfect once you win. You still are you will fall to bad habits. Like for mm-hmm. me, I was thought I was someone who was completely healed from my eating disorder mm-hmm. habits. I thought I was perfect and healthy, mm-hmm. but I didn't check myself. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, oh, it's okay if I restrict because I'm going to miss USA. Yeah. And I didn't have this like mind to body connection anymore. Mm-hmm. And I let myself slip and have bad habits. And mm-hmm. ones I'm now like recovering a second time for, from and having a trainer that's helping me build muscle, be mm-hmm. healthy, eat mm-hmm. lots, feel good and get my metabolism back on track. Because yeah. when you go through that, your metabolism kind of takes a dip. Kind of takes a dip when you're not very <laughs> good with yourself, with your habits. So, so what does checking yourself look like for you when it comes to such a intense type of competition like that? What, what, you know, like in hindsight, what, what would you have liked to have incorporated as a check yourself? I think I would have liked to spend a lot more time building muscle and putting back on body mass. Because mm-hmm. when I won, I was one of the, I think I was a sixth girl to win before going to Miss USA, the contestants. I was Washington was sixth. Okay. And so I had a lot of time. I okay. wish I gave myself that grace to just kind of be myself mm-hmm. and just go back into like recharging, eating mm-hmm. healthy, working on working with a trainer to gain more muscle like I am doing now mm-hmm. so that once I got closer to Miss USA, I was more, more energy, more filled, had more healthier womanly body mass on me. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, I kind of just completely head start, just kind of started running with everything and not slowing down and letting myself kind of regroup or letting my body kind of relax a little bit. I just mm-hmm. was like, nope, we're going to keep working out. We're going to keep on our plan. We're not mm-hmm. going to chill for one second. We're just yeah. going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think if you allowed yourself that break, you would have been more mentally ready for the next piece? I think piece? so. I was definitely, I mean, Miss USA is so exhausting. It's an amazing I'm experience. Sure. I had so yeah. much fun, but also it's the most incredibly exhausting thing I've ever been through my life. And I don't think I'm ever going to have anything coming close to that. <laughs> but I think I definitely would have maybe fared a little bit better with just mm having more energy and having Mm -hmm. just more I don't know my mind just having more fuel Mm -hmm. if I was giving myself that break and maybe having a trainer that would work on that long run like not just for a sprint we're Mm -hmm. working on a marathon here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a really great description because that's exactly what came to mind of like it's the next thing, but how yes. you sustain it versus like exactly. burnout. Exactly. Sustainability the was the whole thing I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think that connects in the pageant world to what you put in your body and the type of energy you exhaust and put out? How does that manifest itself in this conversation of like eating disorders and nutrition and all of that stuff? How does that work for you? And what's the realization that you've come to? I think there's a lot of misconceptions in the pageant world and industry that being the smallest or being this way or cardio or just not eating. I've known so many different stories of women who just Mm -hmm. didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But I've also heard a bunch of different stories of my competitors and my friends who competed with me that had healthy, healthy diets. They Mm -hmm. were had trainers that knew exactly what was going on and Mm -hmm. they make sure they're fueled. So there is kind of this balance here and making sure that women and even if they're not pageantry, if they're doing some other thing that's physical, making mm-hmm. sure that they're working towards 
the marathon and not just the sprint because mm-hmm. you can easily fail if you're not up to date on nutrition and mm-hmm. what your body needs. Mm-hmm. Did you realize that you were slipping back in no. the moment? It was only afterwards, honestly. Wow. Okay. It was only afterwards because I was, I took a lot of photos and sent them to my trainers, my coaches during the time when I was at Miss USA. And it was only kind of afterwards where I was slowly trying to get back into eating normally that I was like, oh, there's some fear here that I have not felt in years, like fear towards food or fear towards eating right amount. Mm -hmm. Not even like just fear, but just like not knowing what is the right amount of food I should be eating and kind of just this disconnect. And I was like, okay, maybe me ignoring this and just like eating whatever is in my, in front of me for Mm -hmm. Miss USA and those meal preps or whatever I was doing, like, I guess it actually did affect me. Okay. I was like, okay, this actually is affecting me a little bit more than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. Would it been helpful if someone pointed it out to you? I think so. I did have like a few people like my director. She definitely commented and said like, you're the tiniest I've ever seen you. But I also was like, I'm going to Miss USA in two weeks. So like I kind of was able to register my mind. But like not many people really said anything like, oh, you look too small or you look like this actually. Okay. So would you have been receptive to that? Do you think? I don't know. I don't think so. Actually, I think I would have been like, oh, no, it's okay. Like it's I'm going to Miss USA. It's yeah, it's fine. And I definitely I was like that. Yeah. When people would kind of say like, hey, like, why are you just like eating that or like meal prepping everything? I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss USA in, in two, three weeks. And they're like, okay, whatever. That okay. makes sense. Okay. So do you think that added to the inability to recognize it in that moment? Yeah. Oh, okay. definitely did. Yeah. Would you encourage for someone that is going through an eating disorder for someone to say like, I get that you have a goal that you're trying to reach, mm-hmm. but you're kind of looking a little bit thinner than yeah, like check yourself yeah like, are like, you okay yeah and do you really like how sustainable is this kind of lifestyle because I yeah. was I originally wanted to have a sustainable competition for Miss USA and mm-hmm. I was I was going down that route but then I think mm-hmm. something got miscalculated there that I was like no like now I'm gonna go and I'm gonna not be sustainable with my habits of eating exercise yeah, and just it kind of blurred the competition kind of blurred the lines between sustainability and just like, no, I want to be competition ready Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. thinking past that. So it's so, so what you're bringing up for me is like, so it's not just a physical thing. It's a mental thing that you, that you have to overcome or, or or constantly being intentional about. Mm -hmm. Correct. And, and how has that been for you coming off of that high you know, like what type of accountability or what type of p- resources have you reached out post pageant now that to to get you back on that, mm-hmm. that mental health kind of sustainability? I've actually reached out to an amazing trainer that I'm working with. And I told him exactly what I thought my shortcomings were. I miss USA and what I want to be like. And so yeah. he's really helped me do my reverse diet and planning everything. And he's making me eating lots, which is amazing and doing awesome. amazing workouts and I'm feeling very strong and healthy and having more energy. I'm like, I have energy now. Like, wow, this is different. <laughs> so just like reaching out and kind of talking about it and talking to people who are professionals is really, really important or people who've been through it or have been in pageants before. That's really helped for me too. It just kind mm-hmm. of normalizing that like this is my body and it's not going to look how I want every single day or even any of the days but knowing that I need to take care of it for the long run. Mm -hmm. Were these types of conversations encouraged during competition, like with each other, with like another girl that's competing? Like, 
No, not okay. really. I think competition did get away in the way of a lot of our connections. Mm-hmm. Post Miss USA, I love the girls. We actually had a reunion trip pretty recently, and that was fantastic. But when you're in competition mode, you kind of don't want to like tell people their secrets or oh, like, okay. what are we doing? There were some girls who work with the same trainers in the pageant world. Okay. So they probably had like similar resources, but it was, no, you don't really want to share secrets, unfortunately, which I think it might've been amazing to just like kind of check in with yeah. other girls and see what they're doing. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I understand that it's a competition and there's like obviously a winner at the end mm-hmm. of the day, but there's also such a such a bond between womenhood in yes. those kind of things like I feel like the pageant world has really and correct me if I'm wrong like moved away from this like more catty kind of mm-hmm. environment or kind of thinking of like she's someone I need to take down mm-hmm. versus like I'm going to ele- elevate myself and through that the competition recognizes that through those types of elevation but I'm not going to put someone down and I agree with that yeah okay we, I'm so close with my class of 2022 they're yeah fantastic women the most like funniest women I've or just people I've ever met in my life yeah and I spent a good weekend with them in Nashville the other weekend that just was like we just needed that just to be like yourselves together people (laughs) together like ourselves just was like a breath of fresh air and no there was no cattiness whatsoever especially like on my end I felt none of that and yeah I do not get that vibe no they're they're amazing and I think we just really want to push each other to do better and do more and it's just like that we're I'm surrounded by the most amazing women in the country and yeah. they're all supportive and all exceptional in their own rights and we just mm-hmm. kind of want to push each other in those realms yeah professional realms yeah and I think that bond of like wanting to compete and mm-hmm. being in that world is really special that that I think most of the people out there don't really get like I think no they don't I think people think like okay these girls are coming together and they're going to tear each other down to win <laughs> this spot right but I think from you from just from learning from you it's like no we want to elevate each other and obviously there's a winner at the end of the day but she represents all of us as like yeah. trying really hard to get to this achievement. yeah definitely and I think I made a parent to always like check in with girls when we're on our, our we hung out a lot mm-hmm. leading up to Miss USA and we're together at several events just making sure that we're helping each other. And mm-hmm. if you are feeling inferior to someone, mm-hmm. I think the first thing you might do is be like, oh, well, I'm better at her at these things. So like, that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But that is a defensive mechanism. Yeah. So definitely. always like I had to check myself when I was with all these amazing women, like, no, these women are perfect. They're amazing and fantastic. And I'm, I'm with them too. I'm fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Instead of being defensive, like, oh, like, well, she's like bad at this. So like, I feel better now. Yeah. So yeah. just make sure I check in myself and hyping them up, always being like, hey, can I take a picture for you? Or like, you look good. Let me take that picture for you. <laughs> or like, tell me about your life. I love learning about people's lives and their stories. So yeah. learning about what their lives were in their own states was really fun and interesting for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's so cool. That's like such a, a different outlook of what that world looks like because I think like I said like I think a lot of the public just thinks it's a bunch of catty women getting together (laughs) competing to be who's the most perfect but I think it's really transformed our thinking just being in your presence Mm -hmm. and knowing you on a much more personal basis it's just been really cool so thank you for that yeah of course (laughs) I know that you said you've been researching a lot and reading a lot Mm -hmm. about just our obsession in our society about body image and weight and fat and all of that stuff. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh my gosh, I can go all day about just uh, (laughs) the research and uh, everything about the history of 
fat phobia and or where like where is this coming from and where mm-hmm. is this dislike for being fat or even just like saying the word fat like mm-hmm. where is that coming from mm-hmm. and I've listened to a lot of really amazing podcasts and books I can also share with you afterwards absolutely yeah but this one podcast I listened to was talking about the history and how before hundreds of years ago we thought people who had more body mass on them were rich and they wealthier. were beautiful w- yeah. wealthier and like where yeah. did that disconnect came from yeah and there's a lot of racism tied to fat phobia mm-hmm. and just like the rhetoric and there's so many people who believe that a skinny body is a healthy body which is mm-hmm. not true at all like I yeah. was so unhealthy when I was at my tiniest in Miss USA to where if I went another two or three days competing and training as much as I was I would have collapse or something like mm-hmm. I could not have gone mm-hmm. any longer mm-hmm. at what I was doing and then there's people who are quote-unquote overweight when mm-hmm. they're not BMI is just incorrect on all scales like in the right. healthcare right and medical fields and they're healthy they mm-hmm. work out that you right but they don't mm-hmm. fit into this mold of society and so just realizing that and realizing like a lot of people will accept fat people mm-hmm. but they're like oh I don't want to be that though mm-hmm. and it's like why don't like why wouldn't you like what's wrong with it if you think it's fine for someone else to be like that why are you scared of it mm-hmm. so kind of recognizing the internal bias and making sure you're aware of it mm-hmm. is like it's very interesting for me like why do I why did I feel scared of this or why did I scare, feel scared of that yeah and like that's our fat phobia in society well what do you think about this new wave of like body image focusing on body image and 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 how Hollywood or like the music industry have kind of touched on it a lot this year especially Mm -hmm. with Lizzo right and there's comments about like hey she's she's owning her body and her body image but then what's the point where it becomes unhealthy you're like Mm -hmm. why are we not talking about that point because like here at 3w we try to emphasize the ability to do everything in moderation yeah right so what would be your response to how how would you explain to someone that moderation of like not going all the way over there but not going all the way to when you like you just Mm -hmm. describe of like collapsing if you went another two or three days I think that every person has their own definitions of what health is Mm -hmm. and some people are if I were here, if I were there, like you said, yeah. But it really depends on like what kind of lifestyle are you living? Are you eating healthily? Are you eating? Of course, like someone doesn't need to be vegan to be like 100% healthy. To, yeah. Uh, sometimes that doesn't yeah. work for other body types. But realizing that sometimes people are overweight because of things like PCOS or mm-hmm. other things or thyroid issues, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And they're still like living healthy lives with their habits. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there are people would like to say like, well, if people are like severely overweight, then we should not be promoting that. Well, it's like that, those situations, I think it takes a lot to get to Mm -hmm. of unhealthiness for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And someone who's just plus size is a healthy person. I think we got to really kind of stick to that. Like what is unhealthy and what is healthy? A skinny body is not always healthy. Yeah. And a plus size body is always healthy too Mm -hmm. do do you think that will change in the pageant world of welcoming other other bottle sizes and it is we've welcomed a lot it's transformed a lot from the early 2000s now a lot of women on stage are more muscles and more they have more definition and we are seeing a lot more plus size women come on the stage 
We are welcoming married women, women with children, and I think women who are pregnant too. Wow. On the stage. So we're going to wow. definitely see different body types. Yeah. With that. Yeah. How do you think that will change the conversation in the pageant world of welcoming these different bodies, shapes, and sizes? And milestones in these women's lives i think there needs to be more conversation with the judges too especially since there are gonna be women of different body sizes competing and we do have the fitness and the swimsuit competition mm-hmm. kind of having a conversation beforehand as i would hope maybe they will in the future yeah. about like what is healthy what is not because if you have a bodybuilder or someone who's in the fitness industry who's very shredded mm-hmm. is a judge and mm-hmm. then they see a woman who is overweight come on stage in the bathing suit they may judge her lower mm-hmm. so i hope that or at least i would encourage future pageant directors to speak with these judges beforehand and be like hey these body types are all healthy body types yeah. and do not deduct points from someone because they don't fit your ideal mold of what yeah. you want a woman to look like yeah like certain biases they all yeah don't have certain to. biases against the contestants it's more yeah. about how they walk, how they feel. Do they look confident? Do they look happy? Are they showing off? Like yeah. if they're doing all those things, yeah. then there's no reason to duck points from them. Do you think that, this is a random tangent, but <laughs> do you think that confidence can be faked? Oh yeah, I've definitely fa- faked it before. Yeah. Okay. And how do you think that changes a person's psyche about themselves? Sometimes it can be very helpful to, to fake confidence. I think When I'm having a bad day, if I get ready and I put a little makeup on or just like do my hair or Mm -hmm. get my body moving, I feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. So faking confidence by in pageants, sometimes you kind of do have to do that when you're not feeling yourself. Like when I won, I was so tired. I just wanted to like go to sleep. And (laughs) I I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, Mazzy, like you could win this. You have to push through. So I definitely faked confidence on stage because I knew that. I had a type of person I wanted to be when I won and yeah. who I wanted to be and who I needed to be. Yeah. And I had to push myself to have that confidence, even though I was, I was so exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Is there room for that type of ability to show that side in a pageant world? Like, can you be kind of low energy sometimes? No, you can't. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of, it's the difference. Like maybe being calm, there's a difference between being calm and maybe being, being super out there and like screaming and super excited. Yeah. So you can't be like, Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> but if you're more of a calm introverted person, you can speak calmly and strongly. I think yes. that's, you can be that way. Okay. Okay. Cause so it's a fine line between like Eeyore. Eeyore or just like, you know what? Like I'm here today and I feel yeah. strong my words. And sometimes that's a way better for judges to just have a calm, collected person than someone who's like screaming about their nonprofit at you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, talking about the screaming thing, what did you think about the Miss Universe? <laughs> I was actually there. You were? I was there in New oh Orleans. Oh gosh, there's been so many memes. So it's I'm just funny. It's really funny. <laughs> I don't know if I saw, I don't know if I got that afterwards when I saw the SNL skit, I was yeah. like, oh, maybe that did happen. But then in my mind, just was like women screaming into a mic and that was normal for me. Okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I was just, when it broke, I was like, oh gosh, I wonder what Mazzy is thinking right now. About I thought that. it was funny. I thought it was You're really funny. funny. <laughs> Definitely exaggeration, but like, girls like do like scream into the mic because you're in a Huge, huge room, room I'm sure. and there is the Filipino fans are like <laughs> with their horns and they were going crazy so you kind of have to scream to be I honest see. I see okay well sorry I'm so sorry to throw you off track <laughs> no that was worries. such like a side 
conversation, but what would you like to, what's your last message to our listeners about your journey through this very vigorous competition and what it has taught you and what you want to now be more aware of the next time you compete because I know you're competing mm-hmm. more, which is really cool. Um, but what's the next what's the next step for you? What's the next thing that you're working on? I think just realizing that if if you are someone who is dealing with an eating disorder or anything, to be honest, like you're not above it. Even mm-hmm. though you may feel heals in your mind, you still have to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And for me, having an eating disorder is very similar to let's say having an addiction to something, mm-hmm. you can be very, very healed and feel amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you're letting yourself slip and not sticking to your healthy habits, then you're going to fall back onto the bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Is it kind of like being in remission? A little bit. Okay. To be honest, it, a yeah. little bit. You have to just keep on being up to date with yourself on your health, on your wellness, on your mental stability, because that's when it comes out is when you're not having this scope of wellness being fulfilled for you. What's the next thing you're working on? as you build your body back up and as you build this renewed sense of like, okay, now I understand what I could slip back into. What's this next step for you? Cause we're so excited to continue to support you. <laughs> well, I'm working with a trainer right now, as I said, and building muscle and he's been very much on me with eating and the workout schedule. And it just, it feels really amazing to feel some energy and feel push weights and really mm-hmm. push them iron and feeling <laughs> feeling like a strong empowered woman especially in the gym because I think the gym is like the where I feel the most womanly the most sexy so I love being able to exercise and use as use as part of my therapy but actually feel fulfilled doing it yeah and just having the energy to go for a walk and go for a run is so different for me and wow. it just feels amazing wow well, we're we're just so excited to see what you do next. And again, I just I'm just so grateful for you to share this journey with people. Thank you. Um, and I hope that comes off genuinely because I really do <laughs> admire you. you for that. Because not a lot of people are willing to put themselves out there and talk about it from this really raw side. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, there's this image that we put on you yeah. and put on this pageant world. And I that's that's our bad. You know, that's something we need to own. Mm-hmm. And just hearing that you that you're adding this voice that has been very much ignored or not allowed to speak about it in, in <laughs> a lot of cases is is really cool, is really, really something that we need to talk about more. And I'm also really excited to see these different shapes and bodies and yes me too representation on stage because that's what we need Mm -hmm. right sometimes when i here's another tangent sometimes when i watch the victoria's secret like model supermodel Mm -hmm. thing and you're just kind of like i'm never gonna look like that you know and you feel bad about yourself and it's like that's not the point no the point is just to be like, hey, she looks really cool. And they banned it or they're not doing it anymore, actually. Really? Yeah, because of that. Wow. So they're I switching. I have no idea. Wow. Okay. Do you know what they're doing next? No, I think they just stopped in the fashion show altogether and okay. they're switching more to a lot of inclusivity. Okay. So a lot of their models are looking more like real people. And yeah. it is our society being fed up with like that is not attainable. Like, yeah, that's amazing to be like good for you, like looking that way. And I see all your hard work. Yeah. But that's their job to do that. It's their job to work out. It's their job to do that. And just regular regular people cannot maintain that. Even if you do, even if you do try to attain that, our bodies are so different that we may not even look like that. Yes. So just being fed up in society, like that's not what it looked like. I don't want to see that in my ads. I want to see me. Yeah. Yeah that's when things are going to change. Yeah, I I was really um intrigued to see some 
some fashion show recently and the women had like stretch marks, you know, on mm-hmm. their bodies. And I was like, cool. That looks like a woman's body to yeah, me. Yeah, it looks normal. Like, yeah, that looks like, okay, That those are normal things like that her body changes and those are cool things that happen mm-hmm. to her. And I wish that was like more portrayed in a lot yeah. of imagery. It's getting there. It's so, getting there slowly. So, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're adding to it yes. and, and <laughs> you know, portraying a way that's like honest and real. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks guys for listening. Tune in again and feel free to reach out to Mazzy and I'm sure she would love to talk to you if you're interested in the pageant world, if you're interested in, you know, nutrition and just continuing to pick her brain on her approach to food and eating. Um, She's a wealth of knowledge. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.